Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Tell them we gon' rise up. We gon' 
Vice International Radio is on the two TV screens and your tablets and your phones and on your thing things with your things. Black Consciousness is the claim. One world is the aim, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Um, to another episode of Sound Bites International Radio. Please make sure you join the conversation, share the video. Some music playing. I don't know if it's playing or not. Oh, I don't know if it's playing. Whatever, that's okay. Oh, it's my alone. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, join the conversation, share the video. Uh, we're gonna talk about some things today. Um, your black cultural pride <coughs> in our music, in our in our in our you know, our pathways to, to awareness. Um, we're gonna be talking about those those pieces today. Um, how do we preserve ourselves, you know, so to demonstrate self preservation. Mm-hmm. So yes, please join the conversation, people. Um, we share in here. Link. So share, share the link. link. Join the conversation. Add your for comments. Sure. Absolutely. Talk to us. We are a space for that. Um, we are clear that, you know, you can get the truth from us, double truth brute, actionable steps. Some commentary on some things that, you know, because we, we over here, we unapologetically African. So, you know, when you hear a conversation that comes off of the tree of unapologetically African, it's going to sound a whole lot different than you hear in any other place. Right. With any other any other space, because there's no filter here. There's strictly love for the African. There's love for humanity. There's love for the worlds and the life's tree. There's love for our universal life tree. But there is specifically love because, guess what? I was born black. I was born African. I was born with the divine essence, and so was my beloved Hasir, and so was those people that I love and care for. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to stand for self-preservation as my first commitment and my first step into the universal experience. Um, and now that's not stepping against anyone else; it's just right. stepping in for me. Let's please, right? let's please be, let's, let's pre- please. you know, stay with that conversation that any any movement or moment of stepping into your self-preservation does not mean stepping it's against, against something or else. stepping on the toes or stepping against somebody else or any other else, any other movement, any other culture, any other race, any other anything of that nature. Your self-preservation is your self-preservation. Your how you how you identify your your spirit, your African spirit, your your blackness, whatever you call it, like. It, that's for you. That's for you. You get to stand in that period unapologetically without wor- having to worry about it being an offense to somebody Offensive. else. Who you are should not be an offense to somebody else. Because if it is, I want to know what, where they're coming from with that. Get your life. What's in their bag of tricks? Exactly. Because that's definitely a game. Exactly. And I told you guys in the Matrix here about that three-card monster. <clears throat> mm-hmm. what's, what's behind door number three? Like, <laughs> right. why are you playing me? You mean to tell me if I stand for myself, I'm standing against somebody else and I should feel shrink myself and diminish myself? Because Africans, we've been doing it for years. Right. We've been doing it for too many years. And we're going to have that conversation. I'm actually going to play the clip. Um, I'm going to actually play the clip tonight about uh, just a little bit so that we can do the social commentary because it's good when we get the facts. And I think that it's good that it's good. <laughs> Excuse me. It's good when we get the the dates and the facts and those those things that kind of chronologically lets us know what happened, but I, I don't know if we always implement that social context. So mm-hmm. I'm actually looking for a clip right now. I'm going to play for you all. So, and it's, it's a five minute clip. So please hang on in here for this conversation, for this clip, because it's the preface for the conversation that we're having tonight. So, um, let me get the clip up for you guys and get yeah. it ready. Yeah, absolutely. It's on sound bites. I'm going to pull it up. You want to play it or you want me to play it? I can play it. You talking? I'll play it. Yeah, so we're gonna get that clip queued up for you all um, this evening. Uh, wise, intelligent brother, he said something I found on the clip last night, and I, like I said, it's important for us to infuse the social landscape of the chronological years, dates, and times. So it's important that we understand what was happening in the social context at the time in our lives 
Where were we when this was happening? Where were you when? When Rodney King got beat down by the LAPD, where were you? What was happening in your life as a young person? Um, no, it's this one. Oh, okay. So, um, and it's actually in um, IGTV. It's on the Soundbites page in IGTV. I put it in it tonight. Oh, okay. So we're going to check this out. Guys, listen to this clip so we can um, build it out. Um, and peace and blessings, family, for those that are coming in. Thank you for coming in, sharing tonight with us. Always from receiving from us, it matters. So check this out. Run it back. Hip-hop changing from positive to negative was not a consequence of history. It was not a circumstance of history. It was nothing that just happened on its own. It had nothing to do with the changing of the times. It had nothing to do with that. It had everything to do with the fact that there are people in this particular society who wants to see us exactly where we are. Mm -hmm. And we have to, we cannot elude, elude that, let that point elude us. These are the facts. How do we know? 1967, Kerner Commission report on urban disorder. When black people said, yo, we're tired of this system. You know what I mean? The system is oppressing us. So we rebelled against the system. Right. We burned things. We said, yo, we had enough. He did his little report on what caused these riots. He said, what caused these riots? He said it was young children who started these riots. And what was motivated, what motivated them was a high self-esteem and an enhanced racial pride. He said the majority of the rioters were high school dropouts, mm -hmm. but they had a higher political orientation than Soundbites. their peers who did Check not drop out. On Facebook. And they saw the system as their enemy, tonight. so they attacked it in the right circumstance. So, fast forward to uh, 1992. Same thing. Number one record on the radio, we had Fight the Power. Mm. Fight the Power is on the radio. Rodney King is beat before the world. The black youth rebelled against the system. Right. Again, they did it again. And why, what primed them? Positive hip-hop primed them. Fight the Power, X-Clan, Brand Nubian. You had these groups out here who were pushing, who were politically orienting black kids in the, in the right direction, giving them the proper prompts that they needed so that they can respond properly to oppression. Right? In 1967, when the riots happened, he saw that the self-esteem and the racial pride was fueling this. So he said, how do I bring that down so that they will not riot? And what he did, he flooded the airways with ex black exploitation movies. Nigga Charlie and the return of Nigga Charlie. These were movies. Hip-hop didn't start calling people niggas. We had Shad. We had Coffee. Black girl turned prostitute to do whatever, you know what I mean? But these black exploitation movies brought down the self-esteem and the, and, and the racial pride so that the kids will not rebel against the system of oppression. 92, the, the racial pride was back in effect. We had black kids going to Dr. Ben yucking in lectures. We were spending our money to go see Farrakhan speak as opposed to going to a strip club. This is where we were. The most coveted article of clothing was a historically black college or university sweater. We were motivating children towards positive attitudes and lifestyles. And when Rodney King got the beating, heads responded properly. Fast forward to our day. Sean Bell is shot 50 times in the street in New York by police officers. Number one song on the radio, Like a Lollipop. 
Nobody do nothing. Nobody respond to nothing. Trust me. Trust me. Just like the brother, I believe it was JT, the bigger figure, who mm. said that the, the, the label executives came to him and said, yo, brother, we need you talking about guns and whores. Mm. We wrap it up. Come on, listen. Check this out. I've been in those meetings. The meetings with the rec executives. Is what you're saying really what you believe. The higher you go, the wider you go. Market you properly. You know what I mean? This happens. Young Buck on his album, he puts out a. He has a song on his album that talks about police terrorism. The label said absolutely not. Jimmy Iovine said absolutely not. You cannot put that record on the on the album because. It might create an atmosphere that might put police officers' lives in danger. Right. So they took might. the record off, but they let him keep the other 14 songs on the album that talked about killing black youth. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with a circumstantial consequence of history. You know what I mean? The environment that we're embedded in puts us in a situation where we feel we have to maneuver and play the game and, and water our message down. You know what I mean? But no, what happened was they intentionally shifted the paradigm to get us exactly where we are right now. Right now, we're feeding the prison industrial complex right now. Our kids are going to prison because they're promoting these records. They're promoting these records daily that send us to jail. You know what I mean? It's cool to go to jail. You know what I mean? They glorify these things. It's not the black youth. We're in a position where we get, like the brother said, the choice. You know, he said, yo, I, I chose I chose the positive, mm. so I didn't do it. But every youth is not going to take that route. Right. I know I come from the projects, grew up in the projects all my life. You know what I mean? And we're not turning down $500,000 to say nigga. We're not going to do it because we won't turn down two hundred to take a package of crack from one corner to the next. You know what I mean? We live in a state of poverty and one of all things. So it's hard for us to make that our judgment is cloudy. Mm. And, and they talk about labor. It would be even more cloudy if they took groups like X-Clan off the radio. Mm-hmm. This is just what it is. And until we start to deal with the environment that's shaping the behavior, we'll never get to the next step. We have to confront that. Now, we until, have to confront yes, that. Until we deal with the environment that's reinforcing the behavior, we'll never get to the next level. We can't level. get to the next level, family. And that's it. Like, so when we have this ambivalence with African people having an issue with being African and present and in their, in their skin, it's a problem. Right. Um, and I can tell you right now, I'm unapologetically African, and that's not necessarily favorable everywhere I go. It is right. what it is. It's not going to stop me from doing me. It's not going to stop me from being me. It's not going to stop that. But I'm here to tell you that I have to push this conversation. There are so many others that I hear crying in and, and leaning into me, into my space, because they're having the same issues where they are. So, you know, for those people who are Christian and quote unquote, I'm living in the Christian Bible, when it says 144,000 <laughs> may be caught up in a rapture, that's not, that's not shot to believe that it might just be 144,000 people who are awoke who are awake, who live in integrity, who are not rhetoricking. Because I don't need to hear sensationalism. I don't need to hear rhetoric. I don't need to hear you popping up with, with conversation starters. Mm-hmm. I need you living the life and application so that someone else can observe you so that you can be a space 
to hold space for others. Right. What happened in the 90s, back in the 90s, where was I when, when, when this happened with Rodney King? I was 16, 17, 18 years old back in that time, and I was furious with what happened with Rodney King. Mm. You know, high school was happening, you know, graduated from high school, I'm under stress, they beating up this black man like this. And LAPD had bad reputation anyway, so that wasn't even something new. Um, and uh, in our context, I, I, I love X-Clan and, and Queen Latifah and Mooney mm. Love and Sister Soldier. KRS-One. KRS-One. Oh, Rakim. Oh, my Big God, Rakim was that dude back then. And it wasn't talking about blowing nobody chests out and sawing off no lead up in nobody. Like, who does this? Mm-hmm. Who talks like this? Mm-hmm. But you know something? The higher you get, the whiter you get. I have to remind you that the higher you get, the whiter you get. Because you need to understand that people make things happen and people don't make things happen. You need to really be clear because, like he said, that back in that days when things happened, the youth, high school dropout, youth in the 60s, they went buck wild and they burnt things down. They expressed their frustration with the system because they knew that the system was against us. Mm. See, right now what they did between the 90s, between the 70s and the 90s is they created this whole crack era. They created labor. They manipulated labor at that time by creating poverty. Yep. They created this poverty, and then they gave you a golden ticket. And what that golden meal ticket was? Microloans. Mm. Go to school. Mm-hmm. See, they popped up with microloans. Go to school. Everybody can go to school. But what you're doing was you go on to school, and you know what going to school does? It makes you have to work for somebody else. It exactly. makes you a slave to somebody else. It doesn't train you to be in, a, in ownership of your life. and on, Exactly, an independent no. and ownership of how you're, you're forward progression. It trains you to be in subordinate posture, to other titles and other entities. And, and who is usually at the top right. of those entities? The higher you get, the wider you get. So exactly. the cluster muck that's happening, believe me, there's somebody who's doing it. There are some peoples who happen to be doing it. And guess what? The higher you get, the wider you get. And we all know this. This is not new news. So people of, of other cultural contexts, while you stand in for your own position and your being and your self-preservation, you need to understand who is actually maneuvering and making these things occur. Because they're not doing them to help you. They're not doing them to help your people. They specifically told this gentleman, you're not going to be able to play this on because it might jeopardize police. Exactly. Why don't you tell police to stop it with their behaviors? Because exactly. guess what? They beat Rodney King down, then they turned around and did Yusef Hawkins, then they turned around <clears> and shoved sticks up Abner Louima's ass up in here, then they turned around and Sean Bell, 50 bullets, and then they turned around and Delron Small and Alton Sterling and Philando Castillo. See, they turned around and keep doing that. So what difference would it have made if he had, if he had put this record out? Right. What difference would it have made? Right. Like, really? And gave them more freedom to do to they exactly power to do exactly what power. they want exactly. to do. But, so, but, who, but, but who would say, um, put this horrible music out? And what does the music do? Why people, oh, rap music is our story. You know, you live in this ghetto impoverished experience simply because it's orchestrated. Mm-hmm. This is the control of labor. Right. This is also infusing matrix, the matrix here. So now I'm going to create a space where there's classism. Because some people going to get out. Because some people going to determine they're going to go get their college, they're going to get their government job, they're going to get their little cute seat, and they're going to beat their way out of this hole. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a bunch of folks that's going to be on the bottom end. See, mm-hmm. that's going to tip the scale like this, and you're going to have this sense of classism mm-hmm. within itself, within p- poverty, because, okay, you got your cute little gig, but you're still ain't out of poverty. Right. You're still upside down. The great right. majority of these folks who get their little, you know, $160,000, $200,000 households, where they get their little government jobs or whatever, they get their cute little seat, you're still three times that in debt mm. all the way around because your car costs too much, your house costs too much, you're sending your kids to private school. Right. And you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. So you're not fooling anybody. Right. You haven't made it out, but you appear. Right? Black people are not brown white people. 
See, so many of us do this because we haven't we haven't understood that you haven't stood for yourself. What you have done is you've been hurdled herded into a little uh, uh, corralled. What we've succumbed to is the whole if you can't beat them, join them situation. Yeah. Because, you know, in times of our so fighting for our self-efficacy and, like, and our, and our right to just exist, we have been, like, we, like we constantly it's talk about fear. Tulsa. It's and, like, you know, it's like, well, if we can't do it this, is. if we can't, like, upstand on our own in this space, then it looks like the only thing they want us to do is to just rely on what they got and, and then get, and give, the, get the piecemeal from that and then and what and what they're giving us isn't isn't equitable mm. to what they actually can, can actually output because of, of of how we've been seen in the landscape in the first place we were property that was given away too soon for freedom <laughs> so they're not happy well, who's the who's comedian who said well you know we, we joined you but y'all don't want us here right who was the comedian what's his name Oh, the dude that, um, Godfrey. Godfrey. Yeah, He's Godfrey like, y'all don't want us in. here. Like, yeah. so let us go. We'll take our own land. We'll go do our own thing, our own nation. Exactly. And we'll be out because you don't want us to do our own thing. And then you go kill our leaders or jail them, mm-hmm. right? Or emasculate them or lock an 80-year-old half-blind man up in jail for mm-hmm. talking a little smack, mm-hmm. trying to do something. But then they picked a new one, Byron, because they gave Byron Allen all of these next stations. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't Bill Cosby. So what do they have on Byron Allen? Although I like his conversation in certain spaces, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to figure out how are they holding it's Byron always, Allen? They let him, but they didn't let Bill it's Cosby. Always, it's always something in the space it's the same when maneuver. it's like when there is one black person or something that like gets elevated in the space of this publicity of when it's upholding black people. It's at a point, and, it's, and I feel like it's a sad posture to be in to where it's a point where that happens. It's kind of like, well, what's the back what's the, conversation? What, what's the, what's, what's the catch? actually happening what's going the catch? on? Because this is a lot going on right now in the public space and he's still alive. Come on. What's the What's catch? going on? So, I mean, I'd hate to be that way. Well, I have but to that's be that kind, way because... that's just kind of the way the, the landscape has, has shaped for us. Real quick, sister, thank you, Sister Beverly, for joining in. See you, Sister Beverly Hasbury. She says that this is why kids don't don't like school to the point around education and how the, the kids are being treated in, in, in the cities. Absolutely. You know, and, and then they lead to that whole, that whole, that whole shaping of like the school to prison pipeline. You, you, when you create the, when you create the landscape, whether it's by the, by the music that you're infiltrating, or, or, you know, taking away access to certain essential basics that people need, especially young to black expand. youths, to expand, and all you can do is combust in this, combust inside this shell oh, they mean that to you make consider ghettos. Yeah. Or oh, they mean to make them yeah. combust. That is the point. And then see. Those black people, they're just so rowdy and like. Oh, those black so, people! I got somebody. They're ticking time bombs. Oh, they're uncivilized. Exactly. Oh, they won't be. They won't miss. They won't behave. They're just, exactly. you know, unagreeable. But guess what happened? You created an environment to create this, 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 this catalyst this event. Eventuality. This eventuality. Event. Yeah. The greatest indicator of the past, of the future, is the past. Mm-hmm. I will say, what well, is there a catch twenty two? Because guess what? There has been a number of indicators in the past that says there's always a catch twenty two. Mm-hmm. So I want to know where's the trap door? Knock it off. You're not fooling anybody. And I'm so tired of us feeling like, well, maybe we can just try this one more time. Let me tell you, you know how many times I've given so many chances to so many black people, a family, friend, and foe, trying to hope they can come through. Mm-hmm. Because I hope they come through. You but want these them folks? To, because it's hard. No. Mm-mm. Community no, 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 very no. few and far between, so it's, it's you, a challenge. You, you, and I know, we, I know a lot of us are in pain. I know a lot of us are hurt. I know a lot of us don't have the information. Right. And guess what? If you don't understand white supremacy and how it works, everything you think you understand will confuse you. Right. So, yes, during this 92 to 2000, 2005, when all of this rap music and all of these executives, the higher you go, the wider you go, were specifically pushing this information into the space, some of those record label executives are the same ones invested in private prisons today. Mm-hmm. 
Trust me when I tell you there's a 10, 15, to 20, 25 year forecast that comes out with a whole bunch of white guys that trail in there with their portfolios and their flash drives and thumb drives and they present their whatever they got going on and they need startup capital. And you know where they get it from? What's dope? The record industry. Exactly. They was it's, it's a product to them. It doesn't matter. You don't matter. Your children don't matter. Your future doesn't matter. It was a product. And period. It, and and that, and that's where a lot. That's where you look at hip hop today, um, or rap music, whatever you want to call it. Hip hop as a culture, rap as a, as the music. Like when you look at these young, the young people this today, this new era. Very few and far between do you have ones that are actually in a space where they're actually any you substance. know did, did any substance whatsoever. And a majority of them, when you want to talk about mumble rap, whatever the case may be, are continuing the, the, the constant poison that they're pushing out because yeah. they've also been poisoned. So they're going to wrap on what they wrap on and they know and they know that that's what's hot. <coughs> and yes. why is it hot? Because that's what's being pumped on the radio. That's what's being pumped on the radio. Yep. And then what, is hap what happens with repetition, repetition is that you, you start to adopt it whether you hate it or not. But in a quick instance, I used to work retail. You, hear, you can hear the same songs and, re and loop over and over in retail. I, oh, yes. I can't stay in a song but I'm end up singing it. Adele. Like, so whatever. Kelly Clarkson. Right. All of it. Uh, Photographs. Some, some random. Some random. I mean, I kind of like those songs. I love but all like, those songs. I do. I love all those songs. But <laughs> you name all the songs that. But we love all like. those songs. <laughs> some of the songs you hate, but you end up listening to anyway. <laughs> but the point is, like, up to the point. But like, the point is. Like you, you have these kids, but these, you know why these kids are willing to sell it because it's flash in the pan, and because these kids are just they're just one. They're excited about the idea of getting put on, of getting, getting put, put on. on. I'm selling. I could do this. I Coming got eight thousand, yeah. eight hundred thousand followers. Da, da, da. They're probably just you know they might have bought them or whatever. Why and, but these kids are so hot. Worse. These kids they, they they talk about the mess, and the labels feed into it. And I've seen clips of these um these like these conferences, this conference you know where they listen to the songs, and then the kids jumping up on the tables, and it's like and they just listening like. Yeah, yeah, the and in the, day, back the, my, the back of the the back of the mind, exactly, the back of my conversation, the back of my exactly, the back of my conversation is this: Oh, this would be good to be hot for a second. Get some. How can I wrap this and bag this? How can I bag it and tag it? Right, exactly. The, That's the all they care about. Right. The point is that they're, they're getting to the money, and, and and this is another hot ticket. We don't care about what this, this kid is doing. If he owes us for the advance or whatever, oh well, he who spends cares? it on his jewels. Who cares? It doesn't matter. He's got the hot ticket for the moment that that keeps the money Send flowing. Back in. to the hood. That keeps the money flowing because the kids are going to stream it. They're going to love it. The parents ain't paying attention to what the kids are doing. So the kids, the parents are gonna buy the kids the album. They're gonna buy them the concert tickets, whatever the case may be. The, they, the kids, the products are being having tablets and all this type of crap shoved in their faces. Some of them are probably products of the of the, of the crack era in, in in certain in certain Three instances. Three generations of the crack era. All these pieces compiled and compounded Social on the black young, mm -hmm. the black youth experience, which ultimately becomes a black future experience, which is what oh, which what contributes to that. And any form of like the destruction of critical experience. thinking around, but that's what it is. Because who is the future? It's the youth the of the future. The so the bigger future. the gap you create between the elder, you know, the elders, you know, the elder generation and the youth generation, because now you put technology in the way, you put these systems in a way to be like, don't beat your kids or don't do whatever X Y Z. I'm not a proponent of beating kids, but I'm saying don't I do X Y Z. Knock them out. Whatever. But like. Don't don't do these extra things. Be your kid's friend. All these type of social constructs that have you parents thinking. You can't oppress your children. Just, just throw a tablet in front of your kid and be quiet. You can't oppress throw, your children. Throw, throw a phone in front of your kid and be quiet. And and taking that to the next level. Take your kid. Be your kid's best friend instead of finding the balance of being a parent and being responsible. And creating discipline and, and teaching your children. And so essentially, everybody becomes victimized in a sense to to these constructs that have been conditioned without even being realized. It just becomes part of the norm through media, through.
through the music that's that's being pumped into the communities. They don't nobody wants to be the bad parent. Nobody wants to be in trouble. Let's nobody wants that. to go to jail. Not so let's just let the kids just run rampant. They'll run and go to sleep. They'll just go to sleep. No, what they'll do is they'll put them on drugs will, because now they'll be right. on the special education. Right. They put them on dope because they can't sit their butt still in school. They can't focus. Right. What's next? They're now holding. They're in a holding pen at mm-hmm. at the school that looks like a prison. Mm-hmm. Right. That's on the way to the prison, right. to the jailhouse. Because guess what? The states have now decided that they're going in bed with the private prison industrial complex. And what's going to happen now? We are going to sue the states for not keeping our jailhouses full. And who is to, to, to who's, the, who's the commodity here? Black bodies. Mm-hmm. African bodies. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not really here for the tap dance. Minor I don't really offenses. have a lot to skin and grin about when it comes to this. If offenses. Then you have labor, entertainment, there's nine ways, nearly fuller, United Compensatory Code System. I'm going to post it in the group. And I want everybody to post this book cover on their Facebook page at least once a month. The United Compensatory Code System. Now, you need to chew up the fat, spit out the bone, okay, on some of this book. But the, but the, the, cost, the gist of it is there. Mm-hmm. You need to know, understand white supremacy, how it works, so that you can unfold all this stuff. Because you know what? We just be having conversations in our community, and I'm just be tripping because how we be talking. It just sound like foolishness, right? Real talk. Mm-hmm. You understand the science. They're looking at the 90s to the 2005s. You're talking about 13, 17-year-olds during that bracket, that window. They have something, Piaschi, Freud, Gestalt, the, the European, some of them European, um, it doesn't matter, Swiss, German, um... Austrian, uh, Jewish, it doesn't matter. They're all European scientists that came up with these behavioral and sociological sciences on manipulating human behavior. And we, unfortunately, are not on par with that because we ain't learning shit in school but how to test, how to Mm. memorize and how to bubble in. Mm. How to memorize and how to bubble in. They're teaching you how to be robotic. Mm-hmm. Round peg, round hole, round peg, round hole. You have no. Cri- I talk to black folks on a daily basis with no critical you can't thinking skills nothing whatsoever. Nothing. They are offended <laughs> when they are challenged with nothing. having to think creatively. I am a creative thinker. I have always been one, and mm. I have always been in spaces where I've been oppressed because of my ability to creative thinking. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and now I've come to this place where people are just flat out scared to have a real conversation with me because they have no ability to. To, to hold their own in a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I don't care where you at, whether you got your Bible, whether you got 13,000 books and dates and all that, it doesn't really matter because that's not the point. The point is, how do you infuse it into your social condition to change your behavior, mm-hmm. period? If you can, I don't care, don't, don't beat me in the head with the foolishness because I know you, I see you. And mm-hmm. guess what, the family, if they, you got people around you and their lives are not different, people around me, they're not around me, but their lives are different. Mm-hmm. Their behavior is different. Mm-hmm. Their thought processes are different. By the virtue of your and it's fine. They can hide space. out from me. Yeah. Grandma said, if folks hiding from you, these grandma, grandma stay with me. Grandma said, if folks hiding from me, they got something to hide. Mm-hmm. They trying to unfold. And that's okay, because that's important. That stage is important. I know about mm-hmm. that. But now we're in a place where if you're not being the difference that's different, you're not helping the people. You're a hindrance. Mm-hmm. I need you to know that. Because they're using behavioral and sociological sciences to declusterfuck us. And we're not a, we're not on par with it. We too busy trying to get brand new clothes and look fly and throw our swag. That's where we at with ours because we all are trying to matter. 
and we're using things to matter. We're trying to be brown white people, right? We, we lust, we, we, we covet after what they have. We want to be like them. We don't even know who we supposed to be in our community, but we trying to be like somebody else. And somebody else consistently have let us know the greatest indicator of the future is the past. They don't want to be bothered with us. Mm-hmm. Don't want to be bothered with us. Don't want, only want to exploit us. Understand that that's a clear and, 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 and that is a clear and defined marking for me. I don't need no clarification. I hear you. I see you. I got you. Boop, boop, boop. Strategy. That's it. That's it. We got the kids out there. Where, where, where the kids at? Um, uh, Texas, Charlotte, Atlanta. Yeah, we talking about the kids who just found the, the the message board with the teachers and the racists. That their message board, their text group. I don't. I don't. A bunch of black kids story. right now. I want to go in here and find it. The black kids. They found the teacher. They they found the the text board of these white teachers out here talking about these black kids, and they just they're devastated. These little kids. They devastated. While you search for that, I was checking in with the family. Thank know. you for tuning in. This is Soundbites International Radio, Alabama. Um, we're talking about, um, you know, looking at black pride and, and cultural awareness within our music, within our media landscapes, and how that affects us. What, you know, where, where was the, the disconnect? Where did that take place? How can we get it back? Right? Um, Sister Brooke, thank you for joining in. Always, always a pleasure having you. Thank yes, you for coming yes, in. Um, commenting early on, 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 on the, the youth, um, saying on, the, on being your kid's best friend tip, um, Ever notice how on a very white Disney channel, all the shows never have parents or adult figures in them, and if they do, they're featured in a dumb or bothersome light? Absolutely. Uh-huh. And, I, and, I, and I, we commented on there about that because, you know, and that no one wants to talk about how those type of things and that type of psyche contributes impacts to their, our children. Their, our children and also their destructive behavior. One, it impacts our children because like, oh, white kids get to do that. They get to run free, right. whatever. And then they think do something. And also, these white kids get to run free. And then ultimately, you don't really get to realize when they grow up that that disconnect between their parents not parenting them or whatever the case may be leads to them having destructive behavior because they feel they can do what they want so you don't talk about those those different those different pieces to the puzzle that of how of the destructive behavior that they create and it's like oh i don't know he was such a good kid lies he was never a good kid he was never a good kid because you didn't train him he was just underdeveloped then when he became developed he became a hot mess out here hurting kids and being mean and and mistreating, calling his mama bitches and tomorrow he gonna slap a hole and all that. These little kids are a hot mess. Yeah, they okay? talk wild. They talk to their parents any kind of way and see this is their developmental process. But you know something, they don't nurture yeah. the way we nurture. They yeah. don't nurture children the way we nurture children. Yeah, children are little people, but you know something, white center consciousness <laughs> raises their children to be in positions of power later. So you, they don't start off their life trying to force their children to have a, a degree of discipline. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me you're an adult, you're a white person and you're an adult over 25 years old and you're just learning that you need to say excuse me and thank you and pardon when you see people talking? You just learning that at 25 is a problem. Because I learned at 10 months. Mm-hmm. Don't touch that, don't belong to you. Exactly. Did you ask for that? That's not yours. Don't touch. Like see, grandma wasn't playing the phone at all. But little white kids don't learn things like this. And this is a problem because their narrative is a dominant narrative that has been on the TV program in our children. Mm-hmm. Which is why I took TV out of our house. Right. Because TV is not going to dictate to my child that- what their behavior and value systems are going to be. In 
possible. That's the repetitive symbolism. Because like repetitive yes. symbolism means muscle memory. Yes. So when, and muscle memory muscle means you've now adopted this behavior. Whether you, you choose to believe it or not, you now adopt this behavior. Even, even if it's exhibiting behavior that's not even of your own culture. It's not even of your own doing. It's just like, well, this must be the way. Because some people are doing it. It's on TV. It's popular. This yeah. must be the way to go. So I'm going to try to do this. But it does not work in real life. Even in those in, in those households, because of what it creates in those households that no one wants to talk about, that actually becomes the the, the destruction of man over time. But when it comes to, to to black households, we try to look at these things because one, we don't have we don't have just up to recently we have more and more growing um, positive quote unquote symbols of black family. Of I mean, you had the Cosby Show back in the day, different world and all that type of stuff. But we were talking about in running a general landscape of showing us the superheroes, of showing us as um, your, your your favorite like you know the child hero things like that. The damage a lot is of damage done already. Is done. The damage is done already. You got black folks out here thinking that we've arrived. They think that they got their come up. Most of them, you know, they so their their loyalties are so split. The brother said, um, wise said that you know, um, when 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 Sean Bell got killed, there was no uproar. Mm-hmm. There was no, there was like a little poof, a little, a little smoke, a little Al Sharpton came out and did a little two-hour march over there and over there, and the police mm-hmm. was like, "All right, y'all can go home now." And that was the end of that conversation. And that's what they become... did not set it off all up and through Wall Street, all up and through 57th on Park Avenue. They did not go bananas mm-hmm. and take it to them folks' house. They did not, and, and they were supposed to. And until something like Ferguson came along, it wasn't much of that happening. And I'm sure between Sean Bell and then, there was still stuff happening. It just I mean, wasn't they went out there, reported. they killed some of those leaders out there in Ferguson. I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all know. They did since, it just like they did. Ferguson, yeah, they, they killed those leaders. They did leaders. it just like they did it in 65, Real, real quiet-like, or had them hang, had them lynched. They took it back to the olden days. They and took lynching. it back. And who is out here One, killing folks for speaking up for their own, for, for clean water? That's Flint. That's Flint. And from, from Mike Brown, because right. that was for Mike Brown. Yeah. Like, you, the boy was walking away from the car. You damn right. They should have taken it the business to his house. I mean, I'm just mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how these folks roll. I for an I two four two. That's just how it go down. Yeah. It is what it is. Like, it ain't look, look whatever. Then no conversation. And I'm not a person who is saying here. I'm not encouraging violence, but I'm encouraging you to understand where you stand in this plan. Self-awareness and, and, and thing, self-defense. You want to know about important. where you at in this space, and you want to know who's for you and who's against you. Mm-hmm. And I think our biggest problem is that we are so we are forced ourselves not to understand who's against us because we don't want to be forced to take to change our behavior. Mm-hmm. We keep thinking that we're gonna get over in this one little life. Guess what? Slavery was 400 years, mm-hmm. and there were many, many slaves who came and died that never saw freedom. Mm-hmm. Never saw freedom. Don't even know what but it was But they like. children's 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 children saw freedom mm-hmm. and they stayed committed and they passed on the word they gave them the good life I got, I got I got black social worker friends telling me don't talk to your kids about stuff like this it's too heavy for them excuse me no it's not you are irresponsible for not educating your children properly and setting them up to fail and sending them out there to the wolves unequipped to support themselves. And that's what that's your bag. And that's one of the things that like I wanna to speak to speak on really quick when you talk about like these these images of black black positivity and things of that nature in the media. But raising Dion, what I thought was a very important thing. If you haven't seen Raising Dion, it's on Netflix, check it out. The important thing was Dion being a seven year old child, he got superpowers and what have you, his mother Sitting him down and having him talk because he he faced a racial issue in, in his school from was that principal or something like that or some some the principal, higher principal the principal. principal accused him 
of something just because of his of, of, of hurting another student, just because of he was a black kid. He didn't outright say it, but that was the case. And his his mother did a due diligence even for a <coughs> seven year old son. I'm like, look, he has to have, he has to know what's going on in the real world. Much to her chagrin, because she didn't want to, but it. She it would she be remiss to not have him have that understanding and conversation because the thing is we have this idea that in our heads that kids don't know anything when what? kids are brilliant kids are intelligent I'm, I'm talking about like you even talk about in, in, in older days an understanding of, of Africa and Nigeria and Ghana all these like, just pieces like brilliant children having doing calculus at three and things of that nature like this, will, it was beyond you put it in, our time now these memory. kids are inventing things they're inventing things with solar power and, and running things off urine and dirt and things and be, using what's in their hands in their and hands. in their minds to create some incredible things at three at twelve at whatever the That's age right. is so these kids are definitely they may be more susceptible they and are. more um, receptive to this information than adults because adults have already been conditioned to think a certain way and it's hard to break out of that mm-hmm. box. They're youth. They're malleable. Their minds you, are malleable. You actually want to take advantage of opportunity of talking to youth about these heavy subjects. Yet it, it may hurt for the moment, but guess what? Momentary pain for long-term gain. Thank and you. Knowledge, and, and knowledge itself and knowledge of your surroundings you and, and, and what your cultural trajectory gets to look like. That's what right. your legacy gets to look like. And because as long as prevention is more than a, worth more than a pound of cure. Exactly. Exactly. So Get you can go through that momentary pain. You can go through that moment of tears. It probably lasts for a night, if it even exists. You never know until you put the well, kids the in that position. Day, and should... we're not having that be the position. Right. And then with the music and now with these celebrities and then when money's looking good, they're not even in those positions. No, because they don't want to bias. To share. They're I saying mean, that they don't want to bias the children. Right. But let me tell you what. White folks don't have no problem biasing their kids. I'm here to tell you. They know up front. Them young boys, listen, you can go out there, you can freak off with, you know, the spice of life, the little white daddy, little Italian father, little Jewish mm-hmm. father, Asian father. This is a spice of life. Get out there and get you some brown cootie, but we don't bring them hoes home because you will get disinherited. Mm-hmm. Oh, they don't have no problem biasing their children. Let's not get this twisted because mm-hmm. there's homes where this is happening. Don't tell me it's not because let me tell you, people make things happen and people don't make things happen. And it's a whole lot of the residuals of that behavior happening more than... Kumbaya, when we come outside in the front yard and we do a public, uh, uh, what do you call it, a, uh, a public announcement and we talk about how we coming together as a community and let's vote and, and, and let's rally. And Everybody like got that. their poo-poo yeah. language, but behind closed doors, when you're not there, when blow black folks is there, when they close them doors and they start passing around information and resources and you're not a part of that conversation, they bias in their children, mm-hmm. which is why you don't see their kids in school with you. Your teachers, your black folks, do not teach their kids. And when you come in their homes as nannies, you already know what time it is. You're mm. not going to school these children. I don't understand how some of these kids grow up with these nannies and they still be out of control with their mouths. Mm. I was a driving taxi a couple of years back, and I see the little kid is in here talking to this 50-plus-year-old woman like this child, like this woman is three years old. Telling her about to slap her, this child must be four or five years old. I looked through that window and I said, if you don't sit down right now, you getting out of my car. Mm-hmm. And she okay, gonna look at you me getting, crazy. You getting kicked out, you little four year old. I will push you your ass watch out because I'm about to re- I'm about to I'm about to throw you over my leg and give you some of this business. <laughs> but she talking to this like you know what? And the woman says to me that the woman, mother, the child's mother slaps her, mistreats her because she don't have her documents. 
And you know something? That's a whole other conversation. So I'm not sitting the here. Woman, the mother treats the nanny that way. The nanny, the mother treats the nanny that way, which is probably why the child treats the nanny that way. Yeah, they're modeling and behaviors, she, and of course, the one they're gonna go to them because that's their mother. Two are gonna, gonna go with her because she they look like she's oh, a dog. I, I can receive this. The, I the can black woman this. is a dog. The black you, woman I don't is a, know you, woman. You just like clean me up and take me to the park it, and, and whatever the case may be. Please and clean up my doggy's poo and wipe and my doggy's butt. And this is how some of these folks in New York City behaving. And it's and it, uh, not in the south, not down south in the backwoods where they got these Trump supporters. Mm. I'm talking about right here in yeah, New, York New York City, York City where we up south. Hey, wow. So let's get it. Let's not get it twisted. I'm not here for the games, and I'm not here. I'm here for you get, getting set up to win. I was talking to some 23 year olds recently and talking to them about their career goals, and yeah, she was just like, to nobody told cool. us. They was just so they were such a sweet bunch of little girls. I could not believe it. They were just like, no, we young don't women. Know. Young women. Oh, they were so sweet. They were, they were cool. Women, they were mad cool. So Shout sweet, out to but them. But it was like, you know, we don't know what to do. Like, nobody told us. And I'm like, you know what? Your guidance counselor should have told you what you were doing for your career. Mm-hmm. But you know why your, your black guidance counselor didn't tell you what to do for your career? Because she didn't have the ability to do so. Yeah, the faculty. She is a part of the matrix. And she's accepted her little cute little government token and she sold you out. And these goddess counselors and these folks in these cute little spots, they selling out our youth. They're not giving our youth what they need to survive. They're not telling them the truth. And they also playing they're straddling the threats because they're trying to keep their their plate clean, their plate warm. See, and that's why this is a problem. Dr. Omar talks about this. As long as you get it fed by the system, it's you're gonna be limited as to how much you can say or how much you can do. Cause as long as they're greasing you up and who's buttering your bread, mm. you're not gonna have a whole lot to say. And I can't be someplace where I'm gonna have to be in a situation where I'm oppressed in my voice. Mm-hmm. Sister Brooks says, "Wow, I thought bla- I thought of Black Caribbean nannies today because one was rude to me for asking how much he charged because I wanted a nanny. She looked at me like I was nuts. I said, like, yeah, because you ain't gonna pay like white folks are gonna pay. You black? Well, no, I don't, don't want to deal with you. The going rate right now for a nanny a week is three hundred dollars a child. Listen, I guess three hundred cash per child mm-hmm. is the going rate. But you know what? That's about how much daycare is." And I don't need to send my child to no nanny that's not going to teach my child to read and colors and speak and all right. of that stuff. I can send my child to school for $250 a week mm-hmm. and get the same care. I don't need no nanny. Miss me with that. And I know rich Indian and white women who talk about their nannies like trash in NYC for sure. They talk about them all the time like trash. They, they look at you like dirt. If you're in New York City, no matter where you are, even if you're like, honestly, even if you're a homeless person, you still feel like you have some leg of a privilege over other people. I ain't like them. Like, it's, it, it, that's just the air of, of being in New York City. So we want to talk about these, the, the rich white folk or, 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 or non-black folk. Not necessarily or, rich, but they're better rich, off because better they, off, they, yeah. they make sure they sit in situations where they make it 150, like, oh. 200, thousand dollars a year not that they do more work than anybody else and it may not be not that, that they're more talented than anybody else but just because the higher you get the wider you get and they got a club going on it you can't get in and it may not be so so staunch as it's like ew, 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 but it's, in, it's it's still modeled within the behavior and the thought process and how they deal is. with you like talking trash about you even though they're paying you to take care of their kids to do something that they should be doing well they, that's because they have to have a posture of superiority mm-hmm. so when they keep saying that they don't they don't dislike black people they like black Look, people they I have black, white, black employees and da, 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 all of that miss me with that that's not what because I'm at the end about. of the day you're not standing <laughs> up to be to create a culture where there's equity so if you're not standing up to create an equitable culture then you can miss me with your niceties keep them i don't need them 
They are not helpful nor useful for me and my community, especially while police are still harassing black people out here for no reason. I saw a video earlier this morning of a white woman down in Florida who stood in front of a black man's car because he was putting out the trash, telling him that he can't put his his trash in their garbage can where he lives. Like, why I got to tell you where I live? And who are you to think that you can even ask me where I live? Mister, you don't get out of my way. This is called false imprisonment. You do not have the right to detain me. You get to get out of my face. That's like the, and he stood in for, she stood in front of his car. That's like the brother who was being followed around his campus, college campus, because one of his things was cleaning on campus. That was like his little, his little job thing. He was cleaning on campus. It was followed by a cop for maybe a good, I don't even know, 10 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever, that wanted to know where he, why he was there. Well, I'm like, for one, he's cleaning. For two, he lived there. He lived on the campus. And he had, the cop had no right to follow him around campus, cleaning the campus and picking up, you know, trash on the campus, things like that. And it's like, you have no right to be anywhere. But do our children know what to do when that happens? Do you know how to get on the phone with somebody immediately? Yeah. Do you know how to go live with somebody immediately? Do you, what do you, what do you do? What is your defense? See, when you're not educating your children, talking about it's going to bias them, you better tell them <laughs> kids what's up. Mm-hmm. You better give them protocols so when things go down, what to do next. Because you know something? Our kids can make one false move and that can mean their life. Mm-hmm. And that's something that white folks are not dealing with. And I'm not dealing with no white people that's not clear about that. Our kids, if they make one wrong move, can mean their life. And that's a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Because you got old here, Dylan Roof over here shooting up every damn thing and he gets to get burgers and shit. I'm, I miss me with that. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not here for it. So that's where I'm at with black folk conversation. I'm not here for the poop point of nicey nicey. Tell those kids the truth and teach them and, and set them up to win out here in this world. And let them know because there was a time when black folks knew who was with them and who was against them. Okay? And since now everything is all convoluted because you don't know how white supremacy works and what it does, so now you're confused about your position in the world. You know, you got brown white people out here and you don't understand how they manipulated the music and the social climate to make you desensitized to your mm-hmm. own wellness. Mm-hmm. Right? Desensitized mm-hmm. nigga bitch, I'm gonna blow a nigga chest out. Uh, it's these like, holes it's and like these sluts breaking down the black family and all of the ratchetness. We now we feigned ratchetness as if that's something powerful. And we why? It, it's no moral value systems is powerful. What are you teaching your children? Like that You're that's setting was, them up for prison. That's what's so problematic is that we've now adopted this thing. We as a people, we, we as a people, by and large, have not. And I'm not saying everybody, because I run into it's kids that are like upholding like good Nas and like all that type of stuff, positive hip hop. But we've not. A lot of us have, have accepted this idea that this type of, of behavior, whether it's shaking your ass at the club or twerking on a car while it's driving, and just a, a nigga bitches dish and like pussy clit and all this type of all this stuff, that's just like it's craziness. This it's is madness. empowerment. This is sexual empowerment. This is women's empowerment. This is an independence. Who told you that? Give them like, folks wh- back their what, what is this equating to as empowerment? This may be a piece of your traits, but is that how is that empowering you? Empowering you to do what? What's your what's next after that? Now that you know, you now up, that you know your, your now booty. that you know your 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 your, your body parts, your organs are work. Now what? Since you clearly just figured figured this out since Megan Thee Stallion jumped on the scene, you know, like it's like what are you doing, like? How are it's you finding it's like yeah, it gives uplift, these, uplift no, everyone, it gives, uplift no, no, everyone, it gives these women, let everybody say what they need to say, free speech, free speech, da, 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 all that's da, da, foolishness, like, no yeah, moral free, fabric, no ethics, no value free system, no self restraint, no 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 moral compass. All of these things are fruits and diabolical manipulations through the system, so that we can have a space to exploit you. Because out of that manipulation, with no moral values, no value systems, no compass, no self restraint came STDs, teen pregnancies, rampant drug abuse, 
drug, uh, low, low self-esteem, um, inability to impulse control issues, all of these things come as a result of, oh, just throw your booty out there. Everybody want to be slicing video vixens because everybody feeling ugly, especially all of these black mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. And the darker you are, the uglier you feel. So you're probably going to be ratchet as hell and really be out there just totally disrespecting yourself. Now you have all of these other problems. And it's, see, see, all of this stuff just compounds and keeps you in a pressure cooker. See, and it's, it's orchestrated, and there's actual science that documents where and how these things occur and at which age group they occur at. So they have something to, to, to powder you, to prep you for at three, eight years old, seven years old, ten years old. They, they're, they're priming you for these spaces through your media, through your television, through your teachers, through your holidays, through your parental behaviors. Now Stella's not even at home in the 90s and 80s because Stella's out here trying to get her groove back because she don't mm-hmm. need no broke ass. We don't want no scrubs. The scrub is a guy getting all love from that me. Was, that was Fuck a them dudes. I'm getting my paper. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch. I'm a queen. I'm. This is what he was doing, little Kim. Okay. Foxy Brown. Right no, 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 that's the... <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that part, TLC. <laughs> no, 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 but, but that was supposed yeah, to be a good it. song. I get it, I right? get it, though. But it was, the le- it, was the, it, was the, it was the trajectory leading to what's next. And it was socially changing your behavior and the way that you function and interact with one another. These are the things that lend to the shift, the paradigm shift. Brother Wise Intelligence said the paradigm shift, mm-hmm. right? These things, don't they just not random. There's a science. So, oh, they got they got think tanks. I ain't no freaking think tank. Me, myself, and I compiled this information from so many different sources, which is why I say to you, you need a very broad landscape of intelligence and, and disciplines in order to compile how this works. But it was a very powerful piece when I came to the book that said the United Compensatory Code System. That was a very powerful piece. But you also went through Stolen Legacy. You went to Dr. Ben Yakana, you Dr. Ben Hart, Henry Clark, Dr. Kressling. You went through these pieces so that you can get this information so that it can change your behavior and your actions and the way you think. Mm-hmm. Not just so you can rhetoric off information and just, you know, intellectual masturbation. That's not what it's for. Mm-hmm. A lot of the men that I run into with the intelligent men, oftentimes that's their position. It's all about intellectual masturbation. It's not really about changing the way you think and behave and developing a sense of self-restraint and acting pride. <laughs> that's not where it leads them. It leads them into intellectual masturbation and judgmentalness when now you want to judge other Africans for not knowing. Mm-hmm. See, we all was in a place where we didn't know at one time. Mm-hmm. I came out the womb, and I've been thinking since I was about four or five, six years old. Seven years old, I remember my very first cognitive thought where I put those pieces of the matrix together and started building it out from there. So I started very early in life. So I wasn't going to be behind the eight ball when it came to this foolishness. But it also means that there are certain lines in the sand that I'm willing to draw, and I'm willing to stand there with my sword and my shield and be like, um, so bring it. <laughs> like, see so what you got for me. Mm-hmm. Like, six, 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 I can do that because I've built that type of stamina up. But see, there's so many of us that's not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Cannot, will not, refuse to. Thank you for everybody checking in. Sister Regina, I see you. Thank you, beloved. Peace for checking in. Uh, Brother Rob checking in. Dropping the mic over here with, with, with says, uh, with free speech comes great responsibility and people are not willing to take responsibility. I say this all the time. Accountability for your actions. We, we, we take and receive and, and receive the poison and pump it out and they're willing to take responsibility for the outcome. And that, and that is something that's like detrimental in our community every single day. Like, seriously. Yeah, I mean, a, a responsibility for what? A lot of people just talk because they like to hear themselves speaking. Exactly. When I was in my teenage, but that's 14, what I'm saying. Putting it out, old, like, you're not I said, listen, I speak because I speak a lot. And I, I've always been, a, a very, I've always talked a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Always. But I've always spoken a lot with something to say. Right. There are some people that just talk too much just to hear themselves speak. Or they talking because they got gums. Or they hear them bump <laughs> their gums. gums. Back in the days, I'm going to take it back to the OG, OG, They just bumping their gums because they got lips. See? But they're not saying anything. They're just making noise. They're not adding. They're not letting their words be powerful and grow seed in people's hearts to strengthen them. So I committed to that some years ago, some long mm. years ago, that when I speak onto the world space, I'm sourcing, and I'm sourcing some powerful it's things. It's mindful. It's mindful Mindful thought. consciousness. Exactly. And this is not about tearing nothing down. This is about getting you fast forward to your place so that you can start to have the strategies to win. It's time out for the game. We've been playing them too long. We've been, we've been playing them too long. We've been hanging back too long. And all of these things are in our space. So the writing is on the wall, Grandma would say. Grandma would say the writing is on the wall. What you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. What you going to do about it? You going to set your kids up to fall in a black hole because they got one ready for them. Like who ha- who's out here having kids and giving birth to children trying to raise joy, but are we actually having our children because we want joy? Or are we trying to create children so that we can have something to love on? Our kid, my kid's going to love me. Yeah, if, and that's like, what, what it does. What's, it, what's fulfills that, it fulfills that space where you feel like you want. There's loved. a void. There's a void to be filled versus oh, like, cheating, cheating, are you setting this kid like up to win though? Are you setting him up to win? Because now they're here, and then they, and with your plan or not, they ain't asked to be here. They ain't asked to be here. <laughs> like, period. So, since they're here, how are you setting them up to win? Because otherwise, it becomes a, a, a selfish, like, selfish. Self-fulfilling process. Exactly. Prophecy. Exactly. Of self-destruction. You're headed for self-destruction. Self-destruction. Today's topic, self-destruction. Come on now, let's get it popping, y'all. Baby, get up here. Right. You know what I mean? Listen, y'all. Come on, family. Listen, we got to do better. We have to be better. We got to do better. And you know something? We have to shift our behaviors. Like, none of this work happens. This is not cool conversation for us. We live this life every single day that we breathe. Every day. This is not. We come in and we share this space with our community in terms of unity and community to impact lives and impact families. We're trying to build nation. We're trying to build nation consciousness first. Because, boy, our folks ain't here for no nation building consciousness. Let's build nation building consciousness. Let's know and grow together. Because that's how it happens. These other communities, they got churches, they got temples, they got little pockets in the hole where they can share information and they support each other. And they don't have no issues. They don't even have to like each other. But they know what? Enemy of my enemy is my friend. They have a collective enemy. They got the same person that's like an enemy to them is somebody that's not supporting their best, their greatest good. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to come at them with no pitchforks and all that. They don't care about that. If you eating is going to keep me starving, you my enemy. That's how they look at it, period. That's the end of the conversation. Them folks eating means we starving. Now, that's a scarcity conversation. It may or may not be true, but that's their, that's their reality. And that's the consciousness that they've trained their community with. You eating means we starve, so we got to cut you loose. Exactly. Period. Rather than everyone just eating. They don't care. They're not kidding. Rather They're not taking no prisoners. Being in space. They're not taking no prisoners. Could care less. You got to figure that out, family. You got to figure that out. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's up to us. We got to continue with the conversations. Um, we thank y'all for joining us for this hour, just kind of rapping with us. Thanks to everybody that was on the, on the chat. Shout out to Brother Rob, uh, and Sister Regina, Sister Brooke. Um, thank you for coming in. Sister Beverly, we appreciate you. Um, continue to join share the conversation. Link, share the link, share the video. Um, you know, help you know help others follow sound bites, like sound bites, and let's keep it going, y'all. This is, this is these are the conversations we get to have. There's no like, yeah, you know, we gotta talk about it. Like, if we, listen, yeah. if we ain't talking about it, ain't nobody talking about it. Exactly. And you know, something I'm not gonna say that I'm a friend or I love you or that I'm in your community, that I'm in service to you, and I'm not gonna tell you the truth. 
Right. See, a lot of these folks out here, they tricking you and they playing you and they're not telling you the truth and that's not cool. And you know something? Mm-hmm. Some people can't coach past their own prism. So mm-hmm. some people don't have the ability to stand there with their shield and sword and be about that life. And so they can't help you be about that life. So you know something? Chew up the fat, spit out the bone, get what you can get that works to help you with your greatest good. But the rest mm-hmm. of that stuff, leave it with them and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. The growth and elevation is, a, is, a, is, is repetitive. It's movement. You can't be stagnant. Mm-hmm. You must be in process of seeking. Mm-hmm. You must consistently be in the process of getting, growing, and elevating. Oh, Do not stay stagnant. Family, stick with us. It matters. Absolutely. Thank you for receiving from us. Peace and blessings. Oh, we I know. Well, I know what we should go out with, though. Let's do it. Hit it. Yeah. Yeah.